You're listening to Wannabe Minimalist with Deanna Yates, episode number 135. On today's episode, I'm talking about something I've noticed in the current Avalanche Declutter Challenge a little bit lately. And it's that a lot of us have a tendency to speak negatively to ourselves about ourselves. So today, I want to look at how we can be kinder to ourselves, why it's so important, and why I think it's one of the biggest keys to our success in our lives. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Well, hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend, and welcome back to the show. It is now the middle of January, and my community and I are in the early days of a month-long challenge. If you are looking to jumpstart your decluttering efforts, I would love if you would join us. It's the Avalanche Declutter Challenge, and it's been one of my favorite challenges that I have run over the years. And this is the one that really kicked my behind into gear and totally transformed my home and relationship with stuff. So if you are even the least bit curious about what the fuss is all about, head on over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 135. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 135 to get the link to sign up for the free challenge. Or actually, as I say this, you can probably just check the show notes because I am sure I will have the link there too. And don't worry if you are a couple days late in joining, you will still get a daily email prompt so that you can start any time. But the fun conversations are in my private Facebook community and they're happening this month because the challenge is happening live. And so now is really the best time to get in and get that accountability with others so that we can encourage each other's on our journey. And I know that this is a little bit of a different way for me to start the show. Normally, I start off with thanking you for joining me. And so apologies for skipping that part. I am just really excited about the challenge. And it's been a lot of fun. And there has been so much progress already made in just a few days. And so I do want to take a moment, though, and just say thank you for joining me. I do make this show for you. And so I am thrilled that you are here. And I hope that you find the show helpful, educational, or inspiring. And today's topic was inspired by the challenge and those subsequent conversations that have been going on. I have noticed that there's sometimes a negative theme underlying some of the comments that are posted about what was decluttered or if the exact number, like the number goal for that day was reached or if it wasn't reached um, or looking at the photos and kind of self-qualifying our places. And I hear this all the time from women in real life too. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy because this negative self-talk kind of can undermine the things that we are doing in our lives. And that's why I I wanted to talk about it and why I think it's so important that we have this conversation. Um, Because how we talk about our lives and our homes really does affect us on a daily daily basis. And you see, I am a recovering negative self-talker myself. I was okay, maybe I still am a perfectionist. And I like things done in a certain way, but I would like to think that I am getting a lot better in that. And letting go of my clutter has really helped me clear my head. And it has made it easier for me to focus on being more relaxed, more present, and more open to the world and the people around me. 
But on my journey of letting go of stuff, I was able to get more in touch with who I am as a person. And I did notice that I am not or was not at the time the nicest person to myself. I would give others much more slack and much more understanding than I would allow myself. And that all started to change really the most when I became a mom. I realized that I was the example my daughter would see every day and my words and actions would have a huge impact on her life. I would love to say that I realized this on the day she was born, but I of course am not perfect and it sadly took me a little bit longer to figure out uh, my path to kindness than I would like to admit. Heck, I am still working on it because as the saying goes, old habits die hard. Now, over time, I have gotten better at my self-talk and I have learned to be kinder to myself. And one of those biggest rewards that I have had with this new outlook has been my willingness to be more of my authentic self. And that has allowed me to enjoy life more. And there is also research to back up my claims, and it shows that being compassionate to oneself is associated with emotional resilience and psychological well-being. Now, I'm not sure we really needed a study to tell us that being kind to ourselves makes us feel better, but it is there in case you need it. All right, but sometimes we don't even know that we're in this negative self-talk, right? It's something we've been doing for so long that we don't even see it. So that is what today's show is about. And I want to help you spot some of these negative thoughts and then give you some things that you can do to overcome them. So let's jump right in. First thing is first, we need to observe how we talk to ourselves. So the truth is you might not even hear what you say to yourself because you've been doing it all your life. And in order to overcome the pattern of negative self-talk, we must first take notice of it. I want you to think about what you would say to yourself if you set a goal and you didn't meet it. Now, this is a hypothetical because we're doing this right now as we're, you know, in this podcast and you're listening to it, or you can definitely look back and and kind of observe how you've done things in the past. But just stick with me for right now. We're going to get to some uh, solutions in a minute. So for instance, you might call yourself a failure for missing a deadline. You might beat yourself up. You might call yourself worse names. You might attack your own character. And these are all really harsh ways to talk to ourselves. And the interesting thing is, we would almost never say these things to a friend or a family family member, but it is very common to say them to ourselves. So during this observation phase, I like to keep a notebook with me as I forget anything I don't write down these days. But you can also use a notes app on your phone if that's what you like to do. So let's look at an example. For instance, say you were doing the avalanche declutter challenge, right? This is kind of where this is stemmed from. So let's say we're doing that. And you did great on day one. You decluttered your 30 items. You were all excited for day two. And then the next day rolls around and it goes off the rails. Basically from the beginning, the kids wake up cranky. You have a bunch of errands to run. Things take longer than you expected. And before you know it, the day is over and you are exhausted. You put off decluttering for day two and you called yourself a failure. You say to yourself, what was I thinking? I never follow through on these challenges. I'm such a mess and my home will always be a mess. Why do I even try? This is the kind of talk I see from women all the time. And instead, I would like us to try to acknowledge that the day got away from us. At this step, we're not really trying to fix it. We're not trying to solve what's happening. We just want to observe. So I just want you to kind of look at how When something doesn't go right or the day doesn't go as planned, how do you react? What do you say to yourself? And the second thing 
we need to do when we're kind of getting in this observation, negative self-talk kind of phase is to identify any triggers that might be causing you to go to this negative self-talk space. So when do you start to feel bad about yourself or think negative thoughts? Do you say yes too much? Do you try to do too much in your day? Do you try to pack it full with all these things and you think you're just going to be able to do it all like Wonder Woman? Do you have extremely high standards of perfection that are rarely met? You know, what are those things that you don't end up meeting the goals for? Like, what are those things? And those are generally your triggers that will tip you into this negative self-talk space. Okay, so now we've gone ahead and we've observed looking at you know, what happens when we don't do the things that we say we're going to do or we don't meet the goals we have, and then looking at any of those triggers that maybe we have set ourselves up for failure before we even get started. And so now that you've noticed that you might have these areas of not speaking to yourself in the nicest of ways, let's look at a few ways that we can fix it. Because I don't know that if you are a negative self-talker, I'm not sure that you need much help identifying it. But how can we fix it? So the first step is to keep a journal. Now, I had mentioned that I like to use a notebook during that observation phase, and we're going to continue using that notebook to reflect each night on our day. Now, if you don't prefer pen and paper, if you want to do it on your phone, that's fine too, or on your computer, no problem. You can definitely keep a digital copy. Um, But the point is to just look at what transpired throughout the day and to give yourself a little pep talk, like a coach speaking to a player on a team. We will be right back. And now back to the show. So instead of having that negative self-talk, I want you just to objectively look at the day and try to acknowledge that, sure, the day got away from you, but let's be objective about why. So if we're using that example from the observation, right, the day two of the declutter challenge got off the rails, the kids are cranky, we had a bunch of errands to run. Things took longer than we expected, and the day was over. We were exhausted. We didn't declutter the 29 things on day two, and we've called ourselves a failure, right? That's where we're starting from. Okay, so maybe everyone stayed up a little bit later because it was a Saturday night, and the kids still got up early on Sunday, and so everyone started with a sleep deficit, right? We're a little behind the ball game before we even start. You can also look at those errands that you completed and you can congratulate yourself for getting those things checked off your list. You still got things accomplished. They just might not have been the one thing you had set out for that day that you had wanted to do and it got pushed back because you ran those errands instead. Then I want you to write down why you're upset. Why were you so upset that you missed the goal? So you might say, I missed the goal today and it really frustrated me. I had told myself to prioritize this goal and I left it to the end of the day, which meant that I was out of energy when I was able to devote time to my goal, so I brushed it off. I'm upset and I'm angry with myself that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. These are the things we might write down in our journal as we're being objective about it. And the point of this exercise is to just look at what's going on, acknowledge your feelings, And then, you know, kind of take an analytical approach to what happened in the day so that you can start to connect the dots between the actions, the activities, and your feelings. And this is not an exercise to berate yourself even further. It's not to say, see, I told you I didn't reach my goal. I'm such a failure, right? We're not doing any of that. This is just an objective look at what actually happened today. What what did I say I wanted to do? What did I actually do? And then we will move forward from there. 
Okay, so second thing you can do to kind of start fixing this negative self-talk is to start talking to yourself like you would talk to a good friend or your child. So if your friend messed up or did something that they regretted and came to you, there would be two ways that you could approach the conversation. The first would be very negatively, where you would say unkind things like, quote, what's wrong with you? Why can't you be like everyone else? You're such a terrible person. I can't believe you did that. Those are very negative things to say. Or you could be compassionate and say something like, hey, yeah, you messed up. I know that feels terrible, but it happens and it's going to be okay. These things happen to the best of us, and I promise it's not the end of the world, even if it might feel like it at the moment. So that would be a more positive way to address your friend or your loved one. So I'm hoping that we would all take this latter approach with our friend, and hopefully we're starting to see how we might want to start taking this approach with ourselves too, because the difference between that negative approach and that positive approach with the negative, you shut down, right? There's there's no going forward from that. It's kind of a, it's a dead end street. With the positive way, you're saying, yeah, you know what? It's okay, but maybe it's a fork in the road. So instead of it being the end where there's no, you know, possible solution or ways to move forward, we then say, okay, maybe that wasn't right. And we're going to try this other path. Then if you want to go a step further, you can start to brainstorm things that you can try to do and stop the mess up in the future, right? So if you missed a deadline or you skipped a day of the avalanche declutter challenge, for instance, we'll go back to that example, you can say, I'm going to set my timer for 15 minutes in the morning, or maybe it'll be right after the school, after school drop off, or maybe it will be when I get home from the end of the day. And I'm going to declutter each day for the duration of the challenge. And I'm even going to put a calendar reminder on my phone so that it prompts me daily. And then I'm going to go ahead and tell my family what I'm doing, and I'm going to ask for their help in staying on track. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to declutter with me, but I'm just going to say this is something that's really important to me for the next month, and I would love your help in making sure that I stick to 15 minutes a day. Right? So this is a way to get them on board without them even having to declutter, but just helping keeping you accountable so that you can meet the goals that you have. And then they'll understand when you say, I'm sorry, I've got, this is my 15 minutes decluttering time. I will help you uh, when this timer goes off. Right? And that just helps get everybody on the same page. Okay. So that's the second way we can start to move away from negative self-talk. The third is to understand that you love your friends and your family, even with their flaws. In fact, some of their quirks might be some of the things that you love the most about them. And the same thing is true for you. You can love yourself even with all of your flaws and your quirks. And those are the things that make you unique. Life would be boring if we were all carbon copies of each other. And quote unquote, perfect, right? So if we were all perfect, life would be boring. So I really would like to encourage you to embrace your full self and to nurture your inner child as you would nurture your own child to find out who they are, what do they love, what lights them up. And we can start talking to ourselves in the same way and giving ourselves permission to explore and, uh, you know, embrace those things about us that make us unique and different. And the fourth and final way I want to leave you with today on how to get into more positive self-talk is to be a good example for your children. Now, this was the one thing that helped me the most, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I realized that one day I didn't want my precious daughter to speak to herself the way I was speaking to myself. 
But if she saw me or heard me being negative with myself, how could I expect her to be any different? I know that I am one of the biggest examples in her life. She spends the most time with me, you know, up until this point in her life. She's nine years old and we have spent so much time together. And so, of course, I'm going to be one of the biggest examples in her life. And so I need to choose to act accordingly. I want to be the example. I want to be the leader and I want to be someone that she looks up to. So I try to tell her when I mess up and I try my best to show her that life still goes on. We still have bad days, of course, but even so, on those bad days, we can still find good things to be happy about. And so looking at the world through her eyes and knowing that like she is amazing, right? Like I mean, and I'm sure, I know most parents feel this way about their children, right? They are wonderful and amazing and, you know, not perfect. None of us are perfect, but my gosh, what a wonderful gift. And to think about the way that I look at my daughter is probably the way my parents have looked at me just really made me think like, I need to be nicer to myself. I do not need to be so negative with myself. I am to someone else as my daughter is to me. And so... I just want you to think about that. Or maybe if you don't have a relationship with your um, with your parents, maybe it's your spouse or your really good friends or someone in your life, the way you look at them is the way someone else has looked at you. And so just use that example as you set out um, you know, today and try to talk to yourself in a much nicer way. Now, with all of that said, though, I do want you to remember that self-compassion is not the same as self-indulgence. It is possible to be kind to yourself and to speak to yourself in a nice way while still holding yourself accountable to big goals, bettering your life, and just generally growing as a person. I believe that we can speak to ourselves in a positive way. I believe we can speak to our children in a positive way while still being teachers and examples, and we can do amazing things. It just might take some practice. And so with that, I want to turn it to you. How are you with self-talk? Do you have any more tips or lessons that you would like to share? I would love to hear them. Please come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and let us know. There is so much activity going on because it will be day five of the Avalanche Declutter Challenge when this episode goes live, but please jump right in. I will have a discussion thread for this episode, so if you don't see it, look for it, um, and I would absolutely love to chat with you. And if you want to join us on the Avalanche Declutter Challenge, you can still sign up for those daily email prompts. Just click on the link uh, in the show notes or on my website. It'll be the Avalanche Declutter Challenge. You can't miss it. Um, it'll be on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 135. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 135. And you can either just start on day five or whatever day you jump in if you're in the uh, Facebook group or you can follow those daily email prompts and that will help you make that progress that you're looking for. And so with that, I hope you have a fabulous day filled with lots of positive self-talk and I will see you in the discussion or back here next week. I'm Deanna Yates and you've been listening to Wannabe Minimalist. Cheers. <laughs>